Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Holistic Happy and Healthy Podcast. My name is Deanna Deacon, and I'm your host for this journey to live a lifestyle that creates happiness and health in your everyday life. This is the place for the conscious woman seeking balance in her food, her fitness, her fun, and her relationships. As a certified holistic health coach, a body positive advocate, wellness warrior, and founder of the Soulful Sisterhood, I am honored to have you here with me. Together, we will hear from wellness experts, lifestyle gurus, and amazing entrepreneurs who are going to guide us along this journey to live a lifestyle that is holistic, happy, and healthy, just the way we've been seeking. Let's get started, shall we? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Holistic Happy and Healthy Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today, and thank you so much for your support as this podcast continues to grow. I really appreciate it, and it really means a lot to me that you spend time with me in your day and and take some time to listen to these amazing conversations that are happening that deserve to be heard, so thank you. Today, I have a really amazing guest, and I want to let you know that our conversation is all about abundance. And in true uh, feminine, energetic form, at the end of this conversation, Levy, our guest, actually offered an amazing 50% discount for her Money Magnet Journal program. This discount is offered to all of our Soulful Sisterhood members. So if in this uh, in this podcast you're really keen on what Levy has to say and you really love the way that she talks about abundance and coming to it from a very feminine, energetic point of view, make sure you consider joining the Soulful Sisterhood tribe because by joining as a member, immediately you'll receive that 50% discount to gain your very own money magnet journal from Levy Hess. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Holistic Happy and Healthy podcast. I'm so happy that you are joining me here today. And today for this episode, I have someone beautiful on the show with me, someone who has really touched my heart and has really touched my business as well. Uh, This woman and I worked together. She was my first business coach that I ever hired uh, quite a while ago, and she just helped catapult me from being a brand new holistic health coach to being a woman who felt confident and proud in her business and her ability to actually help others heal. Um, it's just, it's made such an impact on my life and such an impact on my business. And so I'm, well, I'm so happy to have you here, Levy. Levy is this amazing woman who is a freedom lifestyle business success coach. And I've watched her business transform over the past two years, I think it's been. And she has been on many adventures, some of which I'm sure we'll talk about today. And she's helped I'm going to say hundreds and hundreds and probably close to thousands of women really understand what it means to be confident in themselves and to actually acknowledge that you can live a freedom life that is full of success and happiness and health. It's just been beautiful. So Levi, I just want to welcome you to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Yay. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And what a fun intro. I'm sure we're going to get into lots of awesome, juicy stuff today. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Beautiful. So today uh, we were talking a little bit about what we wanted to talk about and this beautiful idea came forward of finding balance in your life between feminine and masculine energies when it comes to the idea of abundance and inviting abundance into your life, primarily financially. And um, Levy, maybe we can start by you can tell us a little bit about who you are and where you're at at this point right now in your life. Mm, Yeah, for sure. Well, um, I'll try to keep it to a nutshell version. (laughs) Um, So basically, I guess I started out um, in a very sort of 
I don't know, you could say like nice upbringing with like a, in a nice family and a nice childhood and just sort of like quite normal. But, um, you know, I went to piano lessons. I did well in school and like all that kind of thing, um, but in a very, I guess, traditional way. So um, just living in the suburbs and like um, it's a very sort of doctor, lawyer, engineer type of family that we have. And I'm sure a lot of um, kind of spiritual, creative, visionary women can relate to maybe coming from a background that they kind of maybe felt a little bit different or a little bit stifled or something like that. Um, so I started out on like a, a pretty conventional path and thought I would go to law school and and that kind of thing. And then I just started to have this like soul rebellion, I guess you could say, um, my late teens and was like, I think I need to do something different. I don't want to be in the rat race and like just kind of had this realization in the first year of university that it wasn't for me. Um, so my first kind of like bursting out of the shell was going, deciding to go to interior design school instead of law school. And I thought that was a very practical decision because interior design is at least like a real profession. So I could like, um, you know, it would still look responsible or something like that, but I would be able to be this like cool, creative boss lady. And so that's really where it all started. And I realized since then that my main kind of like thing I was pursuing was really just to be able to be a change maker, like create change in my own life and in other people's lives. Because I think that's something that interior design does on a level, right? Like it can really give you a certain feeling about your life or about who you are or give a meaning to a space or something like that and really bring a vision to life. Um, so even though I've come a long way since then through um, becoming a construction project manager and then um, taking a leap and funding myself to study as a health coach, which was amazing, and then bringing all these different skills together, um, teaching myself a lot about online marketing and that kind of thing, and then um, bringing this all together into being a success coach. Um, so I came a long way since then, but looking back, it's funny because it all kind of makes a lot of sense. And, um, <laughs> and yeah, it's just crazy how you can go on this journey all over the place and then be like, okay, actually it wasn't just complete madness. It did make some sense. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Completely. <laughs> yeah. So where I'm at now is, um, well, basically I quit my corporate job. Um, I replaced my corporate income as an expert writer and blogger in the um, holistic health space, which was really cool a few years ago. And um, that was a big leap of faith as well, or like a big rebellion as well, because I had to believe in myself. I had to um, believe that I could make that happen. And I did a lot of work for nothing before seeing any results, basically, um, on the side of my regular job. So that was cool. It all worked out. Um, we can talk more about what that looks like to make that decision to start thriving and that kind of stuff. Um, traveled for a year and a half to 12 different countries. That was really, really cool. Created a multi-six-figure income while traveling 12 countries as well, which I think is just like... Amazing and phenomenal. I, I remind myself, like, really? That happened? Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> That was like pretty crazy and super fun. 
Um, but now totally over traveling and I've settled in New Zealand, which is my partner's home country. And we're expecting our first baby very shortly. So that brings us to the present day. <laughs> oh, amazing. And, and remember everyone, when I said that, uh, Levy has been on a lot of adventures, that's just like a, a tiny touch on some of those adventures. And, um, Olivia, I remember when you were coming through Kamloops, when Luke and I drove down to visit you and Will, and we, yeah. we went for dinner together, and that was just such a beautiful experience to see you roll up in this like big old RV that you guys <laughs> have been traveling across the country in and across, across the states as well, and, and just hearing about some of the travels that you've been on and the experiences that you had in these different countries while running your online, very successful, growing business. It was just amazing. I'm still amazed by it. I, I'm so proud of you, and I'm proud to be a part of your community. Mm, thank you. Yeah, it was really cool. Definitely something that I mean, I could have, I kind of dreamt of or like kind of conceived of, but then I guess I was just somehow able to open up my, I don't know, receiving capacity enough to like, that it just went beyond um, my biggest imaginings, really. So mm. yeah, it was really cool. Ooh, let's talk about that a little bit. So opening up your receiving capacity in whatever way that means, um, mm. your first thought on that, how would you say that happened for you? What, what kind of stuff are you up to to try and open yourself up that way? Yeah, well, I think part of it, um, I think the kind of like the foundation of it is believing that you are good enough to be able to have any kind of good experience. And that sounds really simple, and it is, but it's also honestly one of the hardest things, I think, to actually do. And it's something that I continue to work on as well. Like it's, I don't think there's like a light bulb switch that you can turn on and just decide I'm worthy or I'm good enough. It's like this constant thing of discovering um, the underlying thoughts or like, just the memories or experiences that you had as a kid or whatever um, that have taught you that you have to earn everything that you receive and that you're never good enough. And I think actually even the way that people talk about entrepreneurship really unfortunately screws us over with that basically because people say like, um, what are you the best in the world at? You know, what do people come to you for? If they, if you're an expert in one thing, what are you the expert in? And that's like, that just makes me feel like, I don't know, like, I just want to run away. (laughs) It's just like too much pressure, you know? Yeah. Um, So I think one of the things that really kind of like a little shift that helps you open up to maybe receiving more is just realizing that you don't have to be the best, best, best at anything. Um, of course, that can be your goal, and maybe you will end up being someone will laud you as the number one expert in whatever in the world. You know, cool, sweet, mm-hmm. why not? That would be amazing. But in the meantime, you can just be like a contributor to the conversation. And I learned that um, term from Denise Steffield Thomas, the money mindset mentor. She's so awesome. Um, that's what she says. You know, she's not she's not the top expert. She doesn't claim to have all the answers, but she contributes to the conversation. And then if you are, anyone listening, if you're like a teacher or leader or mentor of some kind, um, you don't have to be the be all and end all. You're just a step on someone's journey. You can just share something. And even if one thing you share helps somebody with something, then you've done your job, right? So if you can realize that, I think that that just takes that pressure off and allows you to then say, 
even if I've helped someone in some way, well, that's awesome. I've done a little bit, I've done my little piece and that makes me good enough to, to receive, you know? Mm, that's beautiful. So really just starting to believe in yourself and believe in, in your role on this planet in a sense. And that regardless of how many people you speak to or, or when you speak to them or what that might look like, as long as you feel like you're offering something to them, contributing to the conversation, that's beautiful. That's you are then entitled to receive abundance and beauty and joy and happiness and health and well-being. Yeah, totally. Well, because I think a lot of the time we're looking for some like point where we climbed the mountain or like achieved the ultimate thing, whatever that is, and where we get the badge of honor that you are now the best and you are now qualified to do this. But actually, I think we're, we're all always doing that without knowing it. So like even the offhand comment you made to a lady at the coffee shop or something, that might have totally inspired her. And you, you'll never know. You, you'll never see her again. You'll never know. But somehow you made that difference without even knowing. So like, I guess I like the idea of trusting that these big goals you have to be you know, a big leader and a teacher and a visionary and everything like that, actually you're already doing it without knowing. It's just sometimes we can't see clearly in the mirror or something, you know, we can't see ourselves clearly. We don't know that um, we're already doing that. And a friend of mine who's an intuitive business coach told me the other day, um, we were just chatting about like our individual skills that we have to offer and stuff like that. And she was like, you do have magical skills. They're just so easy for you that you don't know it. Right. And I think that that's the case for all of us. We just, we don't know. And you can't know, you can't look at yourself that way. So I guess you can ask others <laughs> to affirm you if you want, but you can also just choose to believe that you're doing it and you're rocking it already. Mm, yeah, that's so true. And I think <clears throat> one of the things that I've always thought is if, when you do an action or you have a conversation or something, you have an experience, if in your role of it, you feel that you've done what is right in your heart or what feels right to you, then you've done all that you can in that experience. You have been a good person. You have offered whatever it is that you can. And so you can be a piece that that entire experience, regardless of the outcome of it is exactly as it should have been from your end because you've been true to yourself. Yeah, totally. Even if it didn't create some big results or something that you thought that, you that it should see. have created. Yeah, and and, it, exactly. and like you said, you You're know, right. you may ha you may have created the spiral effect for this for this individual that you came into contact with, but but maybe you don't know, maybe you're not meant to know, and yet that person yeah. might think of you, you know, once a week when they wake up and and write their goals or whatever it is, you know, whatever it is that they're doing, they might think of that experience that you offered to them, and to you, you're thinking, ah, oh, I'm, I'm worthless, I can't I can't achieve this, I can't get there, I can't do that, da 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 da, when really there's this person whose life has been changed because of you doing what comes naturally to you. Yeah. Yeah. I love that idea that you may not be able to see the tangible results yet, but the forces have been initiated <laughs> mm -hmm. well, and, and that's, something's happening. That's huge for online marketing because how many times do you write a post or share an image or share a video or anything? And, you know, maybe, maybe only a couple of people comment or maybe only a couple of people like it. And yet there's still there might be hundreds of people that are actually reading that and it's impacting their lives. And sometimes you don't know about that until six months later when they send you a random private message saying, oh my goodness, you know, everything you're sharing means so much to me, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, totally. I think that's such a huge um, idea connecting to our abundance theme today is like, 
um, how to create and receive that abundance. And such a big piece of it is the just keep going in faith piece. Because like I was saying, when I was still in a corporate job and was, you know, putting myself out there for like staying up all hours. And I was actually doing quite a bit of sneaky work in the office as well. In, I'm like, sure we've all window. done it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I came up with some pretty sneaky tricks to be able to like write my, because I was writing articles. Um, yeah. So I did a lot of that for like um, a number of months before I got any results. But um, it was like, well, I just held the vision of of what I wanted to happen, how, how I wanted my life to change. And I had to keep going. And I think if you want it bad enough, whatever it is, you'll do that. Like even if you wanted the result to show up in a week or a month's time and it's been six months and it still hasn't, it's, it has to come at the right time. So just having that faith to keep going Mm-hmm. and knowing that if you have um, such strong doubts that maybe they stop you from wanting to keep going, then maybe your goal isn't, isn't powerful enough, or maybe it's not the right goal, or you haven't admitted to yourself what you really wanted, or you're like working towards an old goal that you don't want anymore. Maybe you say, I want to go do my PhD and whatever, and you're working towards that, but in fact, actually, you don't want that anymore. You just want to go live on the beach in Thailand for six months or something, and that's fine. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I think that's so yeah. true. And that's actually something that I think I've struggled with quite a bit in the past is trying to understand what is my sort of like up level that I'm trying to break through so that I can go further and, and, and do more. And when are my doubts actually there to protect me in a sense, not, not of holding me back, but of showing me this Mm. is the wrong path. You should really consider this one over here. And that's where I'd say having hiring a coach is so beneficial because that individual gets to see it from the outside point of view, listen to all the things that you're saying and then call you out on it and be like, is that really what you want? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Even just the act of like talking it out with somebody, whether it's a coach or whether it's an awesome friend if you're lucky enough to have a great friend like that you can talk to stuff about um but yes just somebody else like hearing your tone of voice when you talk about something and because you might be tricking yourself into various things thinking you want something or thinking you should do something when in fact somebody else could totally be like well are you really excited about that yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think so. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is so true because I think a lot of people live their lives feeling really excited about the prospect of making a significant amount of money. And maybe they believe that they want to buy the house and you know buy the trailer or the boat or whatever and have a pool or whatever it might be. All these things that to them show status and show that they're successful when really they might end up going further and further up the chain with their company or, or whatever it is that they do for work, making more money, achieving these things, and yet still feel that sense of dissatisfaction inside. Mm. Yeah, which I think is probably connected to that whole thing of, of not being real about the desires in the first place. Um, yeah, like, cause it could go two completely different ways. If you wanted to, let's say you did want to buy a fancy travel bus or RV or something. (laughs) And that could be something that, you know, your buddies have them. So you kind of think you should have one. Okay. Well, that's cool. I mean, maybe that's legit as well, whatever, but it might not be as satisfying. Whereas if you have this like 
super inspired vision of driving the West Coast with your kids and laughing on the beach and pulling up to these amazing, you know, camping in the Redwood Forest or whatever, which we actually did, which was amazing. <laughs> um, then it's like, well, that's an inspired desire, I guess. Um, maybe mm. I should like TM, inspired desire, TM. <laughs> I like um, that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like that is something that if it lights you up and um, for example, this is actually a cool topic to touch on for a second, like just seeing which of those desires are real and which ones are maybe powerful enough to really ignite that manifestation and that receiving. Um, so I was looking at some real estate listings the other night and cause we're, um, living in a lovely rental, like I was telling Deanna before, but, um, we're looking at buying a home next year with like some property and we want to create like a permaculture kind of dealio. My partner will is really into that and planting like an organic apple orchard and making cider and breeding heritage goats and like stuff like that. <laughs> Amazing. So that's the vision. <laughs> Um, and so we need some property for that, of course, but we want to make sure it's in the right place. And anyway, so I was looking at real estate listings and I found this one, um, it's already a certified organic property. And like, I was just looking at it and it was really cool. And I just like sat there for a second, closed my eyes and just thought about like, um, I was just visioning like us with our little baby, which he'll be like, I don't know, eight months old by then or something next year. And just walking amongst like the apple trees. And I literally just completely welled up and was like, oh my God, that would just burst my heart. Like that would be the best. And so that's a real desire. I mean, obviously it's all about the emotion. If the emotion comes up for you, um, whether it's, it doesn't have to be tears of joy. It could be full on determination and fire or like um, it could even come from a somewhat angry place. Like maybe you really want to prove someone wrong. I mean, maybe that's not from the best place, but maybe that's where you're at right now, right? Like that could be something very powerful for you. Um, so I think it's about the emotion really and being able to feel that emotion in advance. And if that comes up, then then that's a go for as far as choosing next steps or choosing desires. Mm, I agree. That's really beautiful. That makes me think of two things. One, I feel like that's a very, uh, very beautiful feminine approach to abundance and, and inviting in abundance and being willing to receive. And, and the other element is I remember when you were traveling uh, across those 12 countries, you had said that when you were still in your corporate job, the way that you got yourself through was obviously through your writing and through your Pinterest board. And that mm -hmm. is probably your, that was your way of creating this amazing vision that got your emotions connected and allowed you to be fully connected. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I call it Pinterest manifesting, which is like, it's <laughs> so simple and so easy, but it so works. Yeah, TM. Um, <laughs> it's cool because I think uh, we do a lot of, we talk a lot about journaling and maybe writing affirmations or whatever but the visuals are the key. So it's, that's why the Pinterest thing is so cool because it's about pictures, obviously, and pictures just speak to different levels of our brain, I guess you could say, rather than just words. Mm -hmm. So um, that's why I think it's an important factor to do as well, not just the writing, but do the visuals too. 
Well, and I learned from um, one of your programs that I did, I used to just pin things and I'd just like save them to boards and think, okay, well, that's nice. And then I'd never really go back to them. I wouldn't think much about it. I'd have obviously a million recipes and I've probably done two of them. Um, that's just how I am. But then yeah, in one of your too. programs, <laughs> in one of your programs, you suggested to pin something to your, your board, your Pinterest vision board. And, and really feel that image and write about that feeling in the caption. And I'd never really mm -hmm. written in the caption before. I don't know why. I mean, it seems so simple. But I actually sat down and started envisioning myself in this place. And for me, it's usually near the ocean in, in a beautiful rainforest jungle, you know, like at a yoga retreat or something like that. Really relaxed, beautiful, and earthy. And so I would start writing about how that felt. And I wrote it as though it was in the present tense. And that was so impactful for me. I now have this clear-cut vision in my mind of me at a retreat center by the ocean in this beautiful, hot, humid rainforest having, having the most, the most amazing experience of my life. And that is going to happen now because I, mm. I've created that vision. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. 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 I love that idea. Like each of those, um, pictures then with the caption is like a little bubble of a vision that you can step into because you've already created that. So then if you're, and I always like to tell people to look at their Pinterest board whenever they go to the bathroom, <laughs> you have time minutes to scroll. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of time. Just go for it. Just do that. And it makes a routine of it. Um, so then you have these little visions that you can just check in with and that just kind of keeps pushing that little manifestation forward. And mm -hmm. it literally writes it into your future. Mm. Yeah. And you're so right that when you can connect your emotions to it, your emotions have so much control over you. And when you can start to utilize them in a really beautiful way where it's intentional, you know, you're not just waiting for experiences to happen externally to cause you to feel different emotions. You're actually creating them internally, intentionally for yourself to write your future. That's powerful. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. The idea of choosing emotions, I think is like just one of the Oh, most underlying, like most powerful underlying concepts you could discover for your life in general. Um, mm. And connected to that is just choosing what meanings things have. So um, I guess connecting this back to creating abundance again, like if you, let's say you had some failures in your past, like you had some goals that really did not pan out and we were talking about how it might take longer or whatever. Um, so let's say your goal did take six months you could decide, you can decide what meaning that has. So you could decide that that means you suck and you should give up and work in a cubicle forever. And that's just what you have to resign yourself to because you need to be responsible, whatever. You could totally go down that crappy track. <laughs> and um, well, that's gonna it's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> um, or you could just be like, you know what? I trust the other meaning you could choose is I trust that this is happening for me, even though I can't see it yet, but I've planted the seeds. The seeds are growing. The seeds are about to burst through the soil and I'm going to see some results when the time is right. And I still choose to, um, you know, pursue every little opportunity that comes my way and try it out and just say yes to everything that feels good and, and keep going. And so that's a completely different meaning you could assign to that experience. And obviously one, the second one is going to lead you more towards the outcome that you wanted, because I always say like, don't stop digging. This isn't my quote. I don't know where I got this from, but don't stop digging an inch from gold, right? What if you stopped when you were an inch from gold? So if you can choose um, the meaning to be 
more positive rather than a dead end and that you suck, then, then that's going to help you out a lot more. Mm, makes a lot of sense. And if you think about it, if, <clears throat> excuse me, let's say your goal is maybe just around the corner of achieving it, whatever, whatever, it's just about to show up. Wouldn't you rather feel good in the moments waiting for that to happen or, or go leading up to that as opposed to feeling crappy, beating yourself up, feeling like you're worthless, you know, going in that direction? Like really, shouldn't, shouldn't we be aiming to feel good and positive and full of love and, and joyous and, and faith in ourselves? all the time. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. That like, it reminds me of, um, even just like daily money practices, just bringing it to like something, you know, quite, I think quite concrete around money is paying bills or buying, buying stuff. So let's say, um, so I actually spend a lot on groceries, for example, because we live in a pretty small mountain town. Our shops here are more like boutiques. So like, there's not like a, a no frills style store. It's like these small, cute little places. Um, they're actually called Soul Foods and Whole Foods, which is oh, really cute. cute. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Soul Foods and Whole Foods. It's very cute. But um, so that means we kind of, it's like a premium thing, like to buy organics around here or whatever. Anyway, so when I go to Soul Foods and Whole Foods and I spend, let's say, $150 on two little bags of groceries I could be like oh my god everything is so expensive here and maybe I should just drive to the next city and buy big bulk things of frozen veggies instead to save money or I don't know I could like totally scarcity myself out of living the way that I want to because um, that is in fact a priority for me is to buy good quality food so if I decide that that's a priority, it's a non-negotiable, that's step one. But then if I, when I spend the money, instead of saying, holy crap, that was so expensive and just feeling that like, oh, like, am I going to be able to afford this feeling? I could decide to say, wow, thank you so much universe for being able to buy all this stuff. Look at that. I can just walk into this shop and spend as much as I want and get this beautiful food. And what are we going to cook for dinner tonight? It's going to be delicious. And just like, how different is that energy, you know, like, and then it, that automatically buys me that assurance that next time I will be able to afford it also because I've appreciated being able to do it this time. So it's like totally two forks of, it's like a fork in the road of where, where you want your mindset to go and you can choose those thoughts. And the same goes for bills and, and everything like that as well. Mm, completely. That made me think of um, the, the, an example that I gave earlier of, let's say you want to make a lot of money so you can buy your house and buy that travel trailer or whatever it is that you're looking for. If, you're, if you make the money and you think, great, I've got the money, and then you spend the money on something that maybe doesn't actually touch your emotions, doesn't get to your soul, doesn't light you up, doesn't make a difference in your life, your money has not been appreciated. It's come in, it's gone out. It's come in, it's gone out. And so there's no appreciation, acceptance, joy, happiness around it whatsoever, whether it's coming in or going out. And I think that what you've just said is just a beautiful way to shift everything that has to do with money. Bills don't mm. have to be a negative situation. You can be honored that you're able to pay your house taxes. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I love um, Louise Hay, the amazing um, sort of self-love, self-help author, says a few different things about that. She says, consider your taxes to be 
rent you pay to your lovely country. (laughs) Ah, (laughs) I love that. And then she also says, think of bills as um, invoices for pleasures already received. Oh, so So the fact that you lived in the lovely warm house for this freezing month of winter and yeah, you have to pay a bill for that, but that is because you had that pleasure of living in the lovely warm house. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, what a great mindset shift on that. <laughs> um, so every morning and every night I have two things that I do and I've just started this recently where I write down three things that I'm grateful for and three things that I'm ready to receive every morning, every night. And actually I do it in my phone, so I don't write them down and I get a reminder, my phone, which is so great. I really, I really like it. And mm. this morning as I was laying in bed, I started, sometimes I wake up and I feel immediately grumpy. And I don't know what it's about. I haven't really gotten to the root of it, but I just accept it and, and do what I can with it. So this morning mm-hmm. I woke up, my first thought was, oh, we need to buy a new bed. Oh, Luke's snoring over there. Ugh, da, 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 da. And I realized this <laughs> and thought, okay, D, come on, get it together. This is not how you want to show up. This isn't who you want to be right now. And so I shifted it. And then I started laying there and listening and I could hear the birds outside and I could hear the dishwasher in the living room because, for, or in the kitchen, sorry, because for whatever reason, our dishwasher was going off first thing in the morning. And, <laughs> and as I wrote down these things that I feel grateful for, one of them that I wrote down was that I have a dishwasher. I don't have to do my dishes because I, I have the privilege of having a machine that I put them in, I push a button and they come out clean. That is, that's like a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> And I think that, yeah. that like it's right along the exact same lines of just having true appreciation and, and a, awareness of all of the beauty and abundance that you already have. Because by appreciating that, you're just telling the universe you're ready for more. Yeah, totally. Um, love that. And it's so easy to do for the smallest things. And it really is a snowball effect. Like you can, Speaking of those manifesting emotions, you can really get into that by thinking, just allowing yourself to be happy about small things. Mm -hmm. And it seems cheesy, but it's fun and it does make you feel better. So, I mean, I don't know. I think it's weird because we kind of tend to take uh, critical, grumpy people more seriously for some reason. Like Mm -hmm. um, I was talking about this recently, I think in a post about like how on the news, for example, the people with the doom and gloom forecasts about how the economy is going to hell and whatever, they, they're considered like the, the experts and that's who everyone listens to. Whereas what if you decided not to subscribe to that view? I mean, you'd probably be considered like a fluffy, airy fairy idiot, but like, it's way more fun to live that way. So we can choose to do that instead and not watch the depressing news stories. And I think that that's um, like, it could help you find more of the life that you want to live if you don't force yourself to subscribe to those negative views. And I think that with that too, I mean, um, it's important to acknowledge that there are hardships in the world, but the more you can work on building up yourself and building up your faith in yourself, your belief in yourself, your ability to see the positive, the see the beauty and the challenges, the more likely you are to actually work with the challenges in the world and the hardships in the world from a positive place. You know, you actually maybe, maybe you'll find your own skills and maybe somehow you have a way of helping shift, I don't know, some, some crazy things that are about to happen in the future, but you couldn't have found that unless you took the time to really honor yourself and start to find that positivity within yourself to find those skills that you have to help save the world. Mm, Definitely. Yeah. Not about ignorance, but rather about seeing the opportunities and things and, um, yeah. And, and yeah, I guess allowing yourself, I mean, we've talked a lot about positivity. I guess we should 
maybe <laughs> give the caveat <laughs> of like, you know what, sometimes life does suck and it does feel really hard and uh, there are crappy moments and we don't have to deny that because obviously that's another messed up way of going about it is just denying that anything is ever bad. Of course it is. And we need to, like, I guess that you can take the same view to that really by honoring that as well and saying, yep, I feel sad today. I'm just going to go full on into this sadness and just weep like a little baby for two hours <laughs> and eat some ice cream or whatever. And then you'll have processed it and gotten over it um, rather than having just pushed it away. Yeah. So we can honor all those things. And I think that that is bringing it back to money again, of course. Um, that's a big thing with money too. Like a lot of us carry around money fears um so we do do that whole clenching thing of will i be able to afford the bills this month or something and um you can choose to acknowledge those fears and say rather than saying that's really scary i'm afraid i won't be able to afford the bills where am i going to get that 600 dollars from um you can say i actually i honor this person myself who is just trying to make things work and who's trying her best to figure things out and look at me working so hard, just like wanting the best for my family. Um, that's and, key. Uh, that's that gold not, right there. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> that might not make the $600 appear, but it definitely opens up that energy that maybe will lead to more abundance. I think. I agree. I think that money has such a, a heavy energy to it, or we have put such a heavy energy with it so that mm. Even someone, and even I've suffered from this many times in the past when I know that everything that I'm doing comes from my heart. I know that the work that I do with clients, I know that these podcasts are, are helping support others in the world find something, something that they're looking for, whatever that might be for that individual. And yet there's times when I think, oh, I should be making more money or how come that project didn't work or no one signed up for my program, da, 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 all these things. When really that doesn't matter. Like maybe that program wasn't the right time for it. Or, you know, maybe that individual is going to come back in six months to do this or that or whatever it might be. And, and putting oneself down for not making enough money or not having enough money when really you're doing your best to be the best version of yourself that you can, that's what we should be focusing on. Yeah, definitely. And for me, that comes down to trying to be very present. So I definitely have a tendency of anxiety and thinking about the future all the time and like um, just thinking like, well, how long is this money going to last and what am I going to be doing in six months? And oh my God. And it's so easy to go down that thought path. But if you just like rein it in for a second and think, right, where am I sitting right now at this moment? I'm sitting on a comfortable chair, looking at a beautiful view. Um, I have this computer that allows me to do whatever and oh my tummy's full of tasty lunch and like that's where you're at right now so thinking about whether or not you'll be provided for in the future doesn't really get you anywhere I mean you can set intentions and trust that they'll happen and that's cool but like worrying about it doesn't get you anywhere so let's I think it's like a thing of setting your intentions for the future. So saying, I do what I want to make this much this year or whatever, and just setting that intention, but then letting it go, like just pushing it off like a ship being like, see you later. Cool. That's going to happen. And then, and then living in the now and just being like, um, like we were saying, 
appreciating what you have right now and knowing that that's going to bring more of it to you. So yeah, describing, um, describing your immediate physical experience at this exact moment, I think is a really good trick to, um, undercut that whole anxiety worry thing that we can get into with money. That's awesome. Not just noticing it, but actually describing it to yourself like a little mental narrative. (laughs) Yeah. That's so funny. I've never actually heard it expressed that way, but it makes so much sense. And technically that's what I did this morning laying in bed. And when Mm. I started hearing the birds and and hearing the dishwasher is, is I, I checked in with my current physical surroundings. And I'm really glad that you put that into words because that's such an easy way to bring yourself back. It's so simple that you literally just check in. Okay, where am I? What am I doing? What am I sitting on? Have I eaten? How am I feeling? And it's I guess then it's a little bit less about about your feelings and more about appreciation of the things around you before you get to your feelings. I think that's really that's really beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Mm, yeah, that made a big difference for me, specifically the part because a lot of people talk about noticing and mindfulness, and totally into that, but it didn't really do it for me. For me, I actually have to. I actually think of it as like if I was writing a children's book, I don't know if I, I don't know why, but I think maybe it's like, in your future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I was writing like the setting of the children's book and the scene and being like, um, you know, sitting on a yellow corduroy chair or something and just like, and describing my environment to myself that way, like a little story that for me really snaps me out of the anxiety spiral rather than just looking around and noticing stuff. So it just takes it another step, I think. Mm. And again, it just kind of pulls you into a little sense of those emotions too and creating an emotional connection as well. Like as you start stating these beautiful things that are around you in this really beautiful, um, obviously you're a writer in this beautiful way of expressing them, then you get to pull out the emotions of, oh yeah, oh, I do have that yellow corduroy chair. That's cool. Hey, I remember when I bought that. That felt really good. You know, that was a nice moment for me or whatever comes up from it. <laughs> mm, definitely. Mm, yeah. So, so I guess we've kind of gone over a lot of the feminine side mm-hmm. of the money stuff. Um, maybe we could touch on, like we mentioned, we were going to talk about the masculine side as well. We yeah. Maybe see, uh, what's just um, like kind of in a nutshell, if you were to describe what you feel the masculine view of abundance or masculine view of earning money looks like, maybe just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, so from my point of view, it's very much the way that we've been taught to do it. So it's all about the hard work to earn money, the taking action, the, the like maybe the budgeting or tracking kind of stuff, the official paperwork kind of stuff, um, you know, organizing things into different accounts or having a system, things like that. And that's all cool. You know, that's all good stuff, of course. And it's what like a conventional money management teacher would probably tell you all those things, right? Um, But the issue is that our society or our kind of thought system right now is so heavy onto that side. Like really that's all that we, well, if we even learn anything about money management, it's probably that stuff, right? So, so that's the thing is like, we really need to bring in those emotional, energetic, feminine elements that we've been talking about this whole time into it as well, and then have a balance of, of both. And I think that that's where the magic is really. So um, we can't ditch the whole conventional, traditional approach completely, right? As the nice as it has it value. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, totally. So um, you know, people like us 
like uh, meaning creative, feminine, spiritual, kind of entrepreneurial types, we probably would love to just sit there and manifest in Pinterest all day, which is great. But oh, yeah. we also <laughs> do need to anchor it a little bit with the other stuff as well. So I do think some it's work. Like, yeah, very, um, I don't know, exciting, cool recipe of, of having both. And, and that's what gives you the ultimate power. Mm. Do you find that you and your partner are like one of you is one and one is the other, or that you both have kind of found a way to balance them individually as well? Mm. Well, definitely I'm stronger on the feminine side. So I do do my journaling and my um, vision board and all that kind of stuff. And I'm not as good at anchoring down into like, okay, what are the, um, what's the plan? You know, (laughs) that's like, I can do it, but it's not as comfortable for me, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Whereas, yeah, he definitely is more naturally on the masculine side, but it's cool. We both have both as well. Like, um, he has the attitude as well of like, you know, if you need more money for something, you can just make more money. And, and he doesn't see it as limited or anything like that. So I think, um, we're lucky to have, I guess, maybe heavier on, on either side with each of us, but we also kind of join in the middle as well. That's really beautiful. Mm. Um, Well, it actually just reminded me of, uh, I I didn't really realize this at the time, but so Luke and I lived in New Zealand for a year, uh, quite a few years ago. And I remember when we were there, we really learned our roles in our relationship. And we'd only been, like we celebrated our one year anniversary while we were in New Zealand. So our relationship was quite fresh. And I remember Mm. I was so good at basically like laying in bed or on the couch or something and saying, okay, like we're going to go up to Auckland for the weekend and we're going to go on this adventure and we're going to go to this place and do all these exciting things. And I planned this big trip for us. Okay, great. He's all, all on board. And then, and then we'd arrive, let's say in Auckland, this is a specific memory that I have. We arrived in Auckland and he was like, okay, where do we go? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I mean, like we're here. Isn't this great? Don't, aren't you happy? <laughs> and, and so yeah. I, would, I would have this big, beautiful vision. And then that's when I realized that he would step in and be like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go this place for coffee. We're going to go here. We're going to check out these shops. And then we're going to go there and we're going to have a beer on a patio. Hmm, great. Sounds wonderful. <laughs> and so that's when yeah, I really yeah, yeah. learned how well we work together. And so I'd say that we, we both definitely, he's definitely more of the concrete masculine energy with a beautiful feminine flow to him and I'm definitely much more feminine but I also was raised with a concrete masculine approach especially to money and especially like you're saying putting money in specific accounts and and planning and prepping for the future and and making sure you have enough and do to do to do um Mm. yeah so we definitely both have elements of both but with with strengths similar to the two of you that's interesting (laughs) yeah cool that's really cool Well, I guess it's, I mean, we probably won't go into like how to create that balance for listeners because I think maybe that's like a whole other, definitely another episode. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, but I guess it's something to aspire to, or maybe even just have an honest conversation about, Mm -hmm. um, if anyone does feel like that's an issue for them. Um, but yeah, I think the biggest thing to divide I guess, divide ourselves away from the whole traditional approach and, and kind of go down the right path is, is to um, have that masculine approach. So do the whole tracking, checking in with money thing, because money loves attention as well. So as long as it's in the right energy of like, um, I love money and money loves me rather than fear and scarcity, right? So doing all that stuff, 
but then also realizing that, you know, you may um, plan for the future or budget or whatever, um, but there's no direct cause and effect or it doesn't have to have a direct cause and effect. So um, if you, well, it can, because pardon me, let's say if you're working in a job and you're making a salary, you'll be like, okay, well, if I stay in my job for six more months, I will clearly make this amount. Yes. Um, as long as you don't lose your job, which hopefully you don't. But like, so you could <laughs> kind of see like the direct cause and effect of that. But when you're an entrepreneur or when it's, when you have a more unlimited view, like, you know, there's so many ways that money can come to me in life in general, even if you are in your job, then you see that there's no direct cause and effect. So it's not that I want this $10,000. So I'm going to go and talk to these five people and propose these specific things. And they're going to say yes. And then I will get the money that could happen. You could set that intention and try it out. You could try going and talking to those five people. But the, there's a trap there because if those specific actions don't work out, then it's a recipe for getting discouraged and you say, oh, well, that didn't work. Okay, what now? So the better way to go about it is to set the masculine intention, set the vision, and then go about a more feminine way of making it happen. So mm -hmm. whereby you do try different ways and have that faith and show up and keep doing stuff and, and um, you know, knocking on doors, so to speak but have it in a way that you've released the outcome that, you know, there's the intention and there's the actions that you take, but it's not a specific cause and effect reaction. Yeah. Um, yeah, Danielle Laporte's book, The Desire Map, it totally reminds mm. me of that. And I remember it was like pivotal in my life years ago when I first found it. And um, for those of you who haven't read it, what she talks about is is setting your goals with soul and really starting to focus on your core desired feelings. And it's less about setting a concrete goal for yourself and more about setting a goal of how you want to feel in every moment. And if you can get down to the root of these desired feelings, your core desired feelings, then if you can live every moment by trying to fulfill or achieve these feelings, then you can't help but end up exactly where you should be going or this big overarching goal that you have for yourself. You're more likely to achieve it and be happy every step of the way as you head towards it. Yeah. Love that. What a great way to approach it. And yeah, I love that. Like how you said that that makes you have the ability to enjoy your experience on the way as well. Right? <laughs> yeah. Because why not? Like I've, I've been kind of like overwhelmed lately. Overwhelmed is the wrong word, but very um, aware of how common it is for people to think it's normal to be so freaking unhappy. Like why, mm. why is this a thing that society has created for us where we think it's normal to wake up exhausted, down like three or four cups of coffee, go to work, don't really like your job, don't really like your coworkers, stress about not having enough money because you want to buy all these things, shop online, feel like you don't have the money for it, like that, 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 all these things that you just, you're just not happy. And somehow we think that's normal. And then we bitch about it when we go, you know, for beers with our friends after work. And then we go home and do the same thing all over again. Totally. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. And you can't wait for the weekend, but then when the weekend comes, you complain about how short it was because yep. you had to spend time getting ready for work again, or you just had to do errands because it's the only time you have to do it or whatever. Yeah. It's wild. And then even, yeah. um, you notice when you say like, how are you to somebody? They'll say like, Oh, not too bad. Or, Oh, surviving or something like that. It's like, Oh God. Like, <laughs> 
snap out of it. This is like not the way to live. And I think maybe it's because of the whole, one of the reasons we do that could be because of the whole retirement model, like where we think that if we work hard now, we'll get happiness later. Yep. Um, we'll get the free ticket later on somehow when we break through to that place that we're trying to get to, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but, um, whether or not retirement is a financial reality, I don't know about that whole thing. You know, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, you hear people say like, Oh, it's a myth or whatever, whatever. It doesn't matter. But, um, but either way, the problem there is that delayed gratification thing, right. Of like, if I suffer now, I can be happy later. And that is just not true. <laughs> like pure and simple, not true. Yep. Be happy now. Find things that bring you joy now and, and, and stop being apologetic about it to other people. You don't have to dim down how happy you are and how satisfied you are with your life just to make other people feel comfortable. I actually am mm. one, of, one of my wonderful friends and mentors, Alice Bracegirdle, just posted something on Facebook the other day and it was she's been posting these really amazing photos of her that she's been getting taken after she's been creating episodes of her workout belly fit. And cool. she she posted this image and she said, it's come to my attention that a lot of women are actually getting very uncomfortable and sometimes even angry at how these, these pretty, you know, quotations, pretty photos that I've been posting. And then she wrote all of these, these things, you know, I'm not, I'm not pretty enough. I'm not skinny enough. My hair isn't blonde enough. My thighs are too big, you know, all these things. And said, does it make you feel better if I tell you that these go through my mind every day? Does it make you feel better if I tell you that it's actually challenging for me to get up and do this every day? Or like, does it make you feel better for me to say that my life is a bit shittier? Really? Mm. I know. What's that about? Yeah. Mm. That's weird. I think that that is a huge thing with money as well. Um, I definitely experienced that when I, you know, kind of, well at every step of the way, to be honest, even when I started to create a freelance income, even though it wasn't a huge amount, but it was enough to replace corporate income. And then it was like, yeah, I get to travel and work at the same time. And it doesn't mean people are like, well, you're so lucky. Your life is so easy. Mm, I don't think so. I think it was a lot easier to go on Workopolis and send my resume into a bunch of places and get a job and then just show up every day. Well, it wasn't easier for me, but it was, <laughs> it sucked for me, obviously, but um, probably easier in terms of like the actual difficulty of the steps. Whereas taking a huge leap of faith and doing something different is really challenging. But then when you achieve it or whatever it is you achieve, maybe it is weight loss or an amazing relationship or having, finally having a baby when your other friend is having difficulties with it or something like that. And then you can't, you can't share your joy. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's something unfortunate going on there, I guess. Well, I think where... that, sorry, go ahead. Well, I think that <laughs> individuals like you and I, and, and those of you who are listening to this and who are realizing that you can start seeing the positives and you can, and, and even to attract in more abundance in your life, to be able to donate more money to the charities that matter to you or to, to those around you who need it. By doing these things, by taking these steps, by being that more positive, happy, healthy, vibrant person, I think that slowly or quickly, we are going to shift the vibration of the planet and more and more people are starting to see beauty in their lives and more and more people are starting to see beauty in themselves. And I think 
I think that I think that it's happening. I think we just need to keep doing it, and we need to, you know, for everyone who's listening, thank you for being here, and thank you for mm-hmm. caring about about this topic and about yourselves, and for listening to these two women just sitting chatting together. Like, thanks for hanging out. <laughs> totally. Yeah. No, you're right. That what a great note to end on. Actually, to just say that we here, whoever is listening to this now and in the future we can be that little bit of change where we can stand for being proud of what we've achieved and we can say, wow, that's amazing. Good for you. Even if we read someone's post and we are like burning with jealousy, you know, and that's, that's totally legit and not shameful either. Because if you're dying of jealousy of at somebody, uh, something that somebody did, well, you can say, you know, gosh, dang it, I'm going to do that too. <laughs> and I'm going to have that experience too, because that's all that jealousy is telling you to do. And then, so give that person love and then get to work doing it yourself. How, like, that's wonderful. That's the way that we can really build each other up and build ourselves up as well. I love that. Thank you. Ooh, <laughs> it's so true. Whatever you see in someone else is an element of yourself, whether positive mm. or negative. You know, if you're seeing negatives in others, acknowledge in yourself. Do you have elements of that that maybe it's time to heal? And if you see someone else that's just shining so bright and a pang of jealousy comes up, just ask that jealousy to leave. Say, thank you. I acknowledge that you're there to remind me that there's an element of of what they have inside of me and it's time for me to let that shine. So here I go. Watch me shine. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And there's Mm. space for all of us to shine. (laughs) There totally is. Oh, Levi, this has been amazing. Tell everyone who's listening how they can find you, more information about you, how they can hang out with you, all the details. Yeah, thank you. So um, I do have a really cool free Facebook mastermind community called Wealthy Wild Women. Um, Super awesome. Yeah, um, (laughs) it's pretty cool, actually. It's pretty active and um, there's a lot of cool women in there doing cool stuff and sharing stories and and I think it's a pretty um, positive place. So, so yeah, come in there and grab some inspiration and make some good connections. And so if you search um, Wealthy Wild Woman on Facebook, you'll find um, that group. And then WealthyWildWoman.com as well is where everything of mine is. So um, I have some really cool free stuff um, that you can register for and check out. That's super valuable. Um, and then I also have some really cool paid programs, including one called the money magnet journal, which includes like a money magnet crash course, um, that I guess really expands on everything we talked about today and makes, I guess, makes all this theory into actionable steps that you can actually do. So it walks you through a process of like how to put all this into action and experience it for yourself and really make it real for yourself. So I think that's a really cool program. So moneymagnetjournal.com is where that is. And then I also have a seven day success breakthrough for people who really just want to find more momentum in creating their dreams and goals. And again, it's very actionable. Um, There's, you know, a little bit of theory and then it's like, okay, let's make this happen. So that's what I'm all about is, is really giving people processes to bring these things to life and really make them real for themselves. So Mm. thank you for giving me the space to share. Awesome to chat today and so cool to um, just hang out with your amazing audience because it's such a cool group of women.
Mm, thank you. Thank you for sharing everything that you do. And thank you for telling us all about it. Um, I believe it was the money magnet journal that I did when I got the idea with my Pinteresting. So for mm. anyone who's keen for that, definitely check it out. It, both, both of those programs, the money magnet journal and the seven day success, they're both um, just amazing and fabulous. And I am hanging out in wealthy wild women on Facebook as well. So come and chat with me or if you post something in the group of Levy's and I'll be sure to make sure that I can like it and give you some love in the group as well. Cause it's a nice space to share. Mm. Cool. Thank you, Levi, for being here. This has been amazing. Um, I just, uh, as I said in the beginning, just so happy to share this space with you and have this conversation. And as I told you, when we first got on the call together, I feel like I could easily record about seven different episodes immediately on all the topics that you and I could talk about. So this is step one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. More to come for sure. Mm. And again, thank you so much. Thank you everyone for listening. It's been so wonderful to have you here with us. And I'm so grateful that you took time out of your day to come and join us and just be with two women, share in their views on the world. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me on the Holistic Happy and Healthy podcast. It means so much to me that you take time out of your day to share with me on this journey. It really lifts me up and lights up my heart to know that we can come together in a sense of community to truly support each other, lift each other up and elevate our lives. For more information about holistic health coaching, you can come find me at vitalitypure.com. And if you want to join our Soulful Sisterhood, just visit us at soulfulsisterhood.com. Mm-hmm.